is BYOT. Bring your own tacos. Dick swinging, swinging. You're listening to American Slacker Podcast. We can say fuck. Can say fuck. With Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. I don't care if it's spoken. This is cool. That's a decent amount of sausage. This man sure. needs a doctor. Yeah. I just hope they're tasty. What's up with these clowns, man? Cut the lights and went through people's pockets. Don't you point that at each other. Let them smoke a little. You need to like step it up to that point. <laughs> we're not gonna. We're not gonna lead with. The, we're not gonna lead. Uh, so, did you get a chance to listen to uh, your own voice on Wholesome Hoodlum yet? I didn't, man. And uh, you know, like it's a weird thing. You know, everybody says it. I hate hearing my own voice, man. Like I, I don't mind hearing your voice again, but like when it comes to hearing my own voice, it's like, like. So it's like I find myself like subconsciously not listening to episodes that I'm on right away. I don't um, blame you. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird thing. Like I, I, I love the show that we happen to be on, but my own. We episode, had a lot of good conversation actually on that episode. It was, it was it was a long and fun show. Like yeah, we we always love getting into like deep conversations, especially other podcasters. They know like it's how to converse. And it was funny. Raul actually mentioned right off the bat. He's like, "This is a long one. This this is definitely a longer one, but it's a good one." Yeah, yeah. We went we're, deep we're, on that one, man. It was it was uh for people you know that are fans of ours. We dive into topics we generally wouldn't dive in on this show. Yeah, and the show we're talking about is called Wholesome Hoodlum Podcast. We actually, I believe we had Raul on our episode around, I want to say episode 68, or maybe yeah. 69. God, it seems like last week, but it was so long ago. Yeah, actually, that was months ago. That's crazy. And we, we did, we tried to do an episode for his show, but then I had some issues technical-wise, and we didn't talk to him for a bit, and then we got back in touch with him uh, to see how he was doing, and... We finally got something recorded, and he just put that episode out. He's been kind of going, grinding away and getting a lot of people in the studio talking to him. Yeah, his show is pretty dope, man. I mean, he's an actor. He always has interesting conversations. And he's putting a video game, which is kind of cool. We got to talking about that a little bit. That is wild. Yeah, man. He got to be in a video game, which is fucking crazy. <laughs> what was it? Like one of the WWEs, right? Yeah, like 2K18 or whatever. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's, I, I that's don't wild. You got to be one of the generic creative characters. So if you chose one of those templates, you might be Raul from the Wholesome Hoodlum podcast. So be sure to go check that out. Like Matt said, if you want like a different kind of view of us from what we normally put out there. Yeah, definitely check that out. We've also been putting a lot of work into doing bonus content for you people listening out there, you slackers. Hell yeah, we gotta keep you guys entertained. We gotta keep you on the hook. We don't wanna lose our side pieces, alright? And uh, we got a lot worked up for you guys. We got a lot of gifts. We got all kinds of things backlogged right now. We're working hard at getting prepped and ready to be delivered as bonus content. So, I mean, you're gonna have an overflow of episodes to catch up on us very soon. Clear out those old episodes of <laughs> other podcasts that are stacking yeah. up because we got a bunch coming at you in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, make room, man. Uh, a lot of really cool people we've had the chance to work with, and I'm excited for you guys to uh, get to hear these conversations we've had recently. Definitely, and it's also going to be some bonus content on the Patreon, so we'll get into oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, hey, thanks for tuning in. Welcome to American Slacker Podcast. As always, I'm and I'm Jesse, and as we mentioned before, talking a little bit about Patreon, here is where we would normally, you know, drop the names of a bunch of our Patreon uh, supporters. And we love them to death, and we're still going to give them their shout-out. It's just going to come a little bit later in the show, um, just to kind of help with the flow of how we kind of get into things here. Yeah, yeah, we don't love you any less. We love you even more, believe it or not. But yeah. yeah, the flow. We got to keep that flow going. And uh, again, back to the Patreon. We got a lot in the works for you guys. Jesse's been hard at work making tiers. We got we got some slacker packs in the works uh, coming out in the near future for you guys. And uh, you might be wondering what that is. You'll see. And we got to keep. And you be guessing. sure to check out the different tiers. We're trying to put some thoughtfulness into mm. the descriptions, the different uh, levels, what they're called, what you get for them. Trying to make it worthwhile for uh, both us and you as the listener and supporter yeah definitely and i mean your support means 
everything to us as we are raging into this harder than ever before. We are, you know, really just stepping up our game, trying to make sure that we're providing the best content we possibly can for you guys. And and thank you so much. Another group that we always like to thank are the people retweeting us over on Twitter. By retweeting us, you get an entry into getting a shout out. So this time around, Matt, we got 24 retweets. You know, I just, I always got to pick these numbers, man. And I just, I never know where to go. But, you know, today, I'm feeling in a mood. I'm feeling in like a Blink-182 mood, you know? Okay. And, and nobody likes you when you're 23. Ah, I see what you did there. Ah, you see what oh, you did this there. is awesome. This is a new podcast that I've been talking with on Twitter. We're trying to branch out and uh, talk with them. Glad they actually got the win on this one. It's at the underscore lazy underscore stoner on Twitter. Awesome. And, awesome. And they actually haven't put out a podcast yet. They've recorded a couple, but they're in the works of getting it out there. Okay. Yeah, getting ready to prep that sucker. We know what that's like, man. We spent a year in development. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> and their description is the Lazy Stoner is a weed-related podcast that is currently recording. It features guests that break the stereotypical Lazy Stoner image, and they're out of Chicago, Illinois. That's a show I could definitely support, man. I mean, that's, that image of being lazy when you're smoking weed, I mean, a lot of people are closet smokers. They don't want to admit they smoke, and they're like some of the most brilliant minds in the world. Oh, yeah, definitely. Hell, yeah. I dig it. It's good to be able to break that stigma. So congrats on the win there uh, at the underscore, lazy underscore stoner. Don't forget the underscores. So, Matt, what do we got coming up in today's show? All righty. As always, we got the bizarre news started out, where we finally get to step into a local story for me, in which we'll dive into the local ice cream mafia. And then we're going to... It's its a Cinco de Mayo show. I mean, where else will we go with this, people? We're going to educate you on the history of Cinco de Mayo. And then we're going to lead into a game. We're going to have a little fun with this. And uh, it's its going to be a lot of fun. Stick around. Check it out. Play the game with us. Have a few drinks. Maybe you got a margarita popped up. Let's <laughs> celebrate. You know I do. Hell yeah, he does. I'm jealous. I'm drinking beer. He's drinking a margarita. I am just an <laughs> imposter. So with our weird news, we always like to start out with a little bit of weed news. And I think this is one of our more promising headlines that we've ever got to read in the cannabis news. More businesses are mellowing out over hiring pot smokers. Yes. Ah, Finally. Finally, man. And I mean, this like as a young man, I remember this being an issue because I wanted to apply for jobs that like might give me a new skill or just, you know, like a decent pay. And you know what they say right in the fucking description of the job? Drug test at the intro. Like, yep. come on. It kills me. I'm I, I'm sorry. I want to smoke my weed. Like, I'm not sorry. I just goodbye. What used to be a uh, an immediate disqualification is now being looked at as a don't ask, don't tell sort of situation. Okay. That's how it should be. With recreational and medical use being passed in a number of different states, employers are forced to look at how many people actually smoke weed on the whole and lobby that against how much they need workers. Oh, okay. That along with the rise of uh, employment means that people can... You know, walk across the street and get a different job if they get fired for smoking weed. Now we're not—we're also not talking about smoking weed like on the job necessarily. Yeah, we're, we're talking about recreational use at home, like you would be having a beer. That's never okay. But the occasional toke on your break—we're not going to rat you out. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm not telling your manager. <laughs> so it's—it seems to just be the fact that you know so many people are doing it now that it's it's forced the hand of the labor market to kind of look past it and get kind of get with the times which is which is pretty cool in a way yeah and i mean it's how it should be i mean you never hear shit about somebody who's fucking drunk and they work you know as long as you show up and do your work and you're drunk you're fine what the fuck's the (laughs) issue i mean that's killing you (laughs) 
it's ruining your relationships as a person. I mean, right. if you want to smoke a little weed here and there, like, what the fuck? It stays in your system for so long, it penalizes us all for fucking way, way longer than it should. True. And, you know, uh, the businesses are still going to be testing for harder things, like cocaine and heroin and anything along those lines. Yeah. And they should. I mean, I get that. That's that's a little harder. I mean, maybe it's biased, but still, like... I, I just I'm all for the weed argument, and that you know that's out of, out of our experience ourselves. I mean, we were lied to as kids. That and I mean a lot of the policies that were put forth, like the Drug Free Workplace Act in uh, 1988, uh, um, it was it was passed amid concerns about cocaine use and drug testing spread amongst lar- most large companies, and actually all fo- Fortune 500 companies now engage in some form of drug testing. But hopefully they'll be looking past weed, as as many, uh, I'm guessing, smaller companies have had to do. Yeah, I mean, it just makes no sense to me, honestly. What's what's the deal? I mean, fucking... It, it seems like- un-American, too, to have what you do outside of work be dictated by your work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be evident if they're smoking weed at work. They're going to reek of it. They're going to be, you know, like, evidently intoxicated. Yes, which you, know. you shouldn't be and also depending what you're doing maybe that's okay like if if sure. you're literally like a, a night shift person or something and you're, you yeah. al- and you're allowed to pass out or something i don't know there might be some job out there well that, even like, that i mean weed it. doesn't make you lazy too you know i mean it's not it's all a personal interaction Oh, well, no, I was saying pass out because, like, if it was a night shift job or something. Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking of maybe, like, a, even a night stalker. Like, stalker. True. Night stalker, like he's stalking <laughs> you out your window. Stalker. Like, <laughs> keep saying st- keep stalker. Getting closer to stalker. Bad. Stalker. So, like, at, like, a grocery store. I could just see him, like, pay more attention to detail, like, making sure everything's, like, aligned or something, you know, like, like. All the labels are facing out, right? And you're like, that looks fucking nice. It's like, yeah, that's fucking crisp. You know, like, it's right, just, like. Right, so. Some jobs, it, it, it wouldn't matter, you know, if you were high doing it or not. But some yeah. other ones, I could understand why they would still have a little bit yeah. of scrutiny. Yeah, I mean, it's if a I'm case by case heart basis, surgery, you know? I mean, I wouldn't really exactly want that off that uh, doctor ripping a like, bomb. Should have dropped my joint man into the guy's chest cavity. Uh, fuck it, seal him up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't work out too well. That's our. Weed news for this episode that comes from the AP, and we'll be posting it up on our Facebook page on Monday, like we do every week with our marijuana article. Awesome. Check that shit out, people. Free the weed. Free the motherfucking weed. (laughs) Now, I've got to say, man, it has been nice. Finally. Finally. I feel like maybe it's just my age. I'm getting a miserable old man mentality coming on me. But... It feels like spring finally just came, and and it feels so late in the year. It's nice weather. Today, even the last, like, three days, it's been, like, 65, 70. I even had a 90-degree day two days ago, man. It was wild. Damn. Now, man, with this weather, it brings out the joys of life. It brings out the butterflies, the flowers, the ice cream trucks, man. You hear that little jingle coming down the road. It's just, it feels so right. Well... Diving into the story that's right down the road for me in Glubbersville, New York. We've got an issue with the ice cream mafia that I had mentioned before. Now, what we've got here is there's a common company hanging around here. They really, they have a ton of trucks. I'm seeing them all the time. They're called Mr. Dingaling. It's just a traditional play in the great melody. Great name. Yeah, great name. Great name. You want to play with the guys Dingaling? What? Uh, Heyo. They're playing the, the music, the traditional ice cream truck. It's cute. You know, the kids are always running up to the truck. Well, not everybody's so happy about having this ice cream service around. We've got a, a rivalry company called Snowcone Joe. <laughs> and they've just had it out with Mr. Dingaling and all of their trucks. And they've gone as far as even chasing down these trucks, telling them, hey, this is hard fucking town. And also, playing their music as loud as they could, offering free ice cream to people right behind the other rival truck. Wow. Yeah, so they're just giving away shit like, check us out, we're way better than them. Like, (laughs) really just like bringing this to a whole new level of competition. That's fucked up. 
it's really fucked up, man. And it's not just like one ice cream truck driver. We've got two different people, a man and a woman, who are arrested for this in different incidents. I mean, we got the one person, the one guy is driving behind him playing the music really fucking loud, you know, luring the customers with free shit. And then you got a lady that's just saying, I own this town. <laughs> and saying that they control Gloversville, New York. <laughs> We're the snow cone masters of this town. Yeah. That's, so that's snow cone Joe that's that's got the icy cold grip on Gloversville? Yeah, well, yeah, that's what they're saying anyway. But I mean, I don't know. I see more Mr. Dingling trucks. I don't know. I seem like my business might go to Mr. Dingling. So I don't know. You know, you guys got to eliminate the. the you got to pick a rival. side. Yeah, it's hard, man. It's hard out here for an ice cream truck driver. Do and, they have uh, different colors and stuff? Not really. They're both white trucks. They're pretty Ooh, same. They're pretty much the hard same. to tell. And I mean, it even it didn't even stop there. The gentleman even called the uh, Albany headquarters of Mister Dingling and said, "I own this town," and he was claiming that he owns Albany to Gloversville, like the whole area. I don't think that's how it works. It's not like car dealerships. Yeah, I don't think you buy territories out for ice cream. But, uh... <laughs> Free market, man. You have to be careful out there when you're buying those ice cream cones. Don't send your kids out there these days. That's some underhanded shit. There's gonna be, like, a... They're gonna, like, car bomb them. Oh, it's man. Gonna be, it's gonna get intense. That would be a little too intense, I would say. Ice cream wars. You know, start fucking popping each other's tires and you know what would be dastardly leaving the freezers open if you could get onto the like the truck oh just leaving God. them open it would all melt all the product melt all the shit like, like uh, no! disable it oh my god you're left with nothing but bags of milk puddles of fucking syrup Ugh, gross well in our next story we have uh, a man who says zombies made him do it Oh, the zombies made him do it. All right. The classic line that we've all pulled from time to time. It's like, why'd you, why'd you light the car on fire? Zombies made me do it. Oh, why'd yeah. you, why'd you uh, leave the back door open? And let the dog run away. Zombies made me do it. Like why'd we all you, have yeah. that go-to. Yeah. Why'd you give little Timmy a wedgie? Zombies. Zombies made me do it. Exactly. So, the next time you're in a pickle, you know, just pu- drum up that old line. Zombies made me do it. Like this man in Kiln, which is, I'm guessing this has got to be a Florida uh, story. Ah, <laughs> gotta love our Florida stories. Oh no, this would be uh, Mississippi. We, we were fairly close. So this ah. is gonna be out of Kiln, Mississippi. Okay. We have a man accused of stealing a John Deere front end loader. Using it to ram trailers and vehicles in a Walmart parking lot. Aw, it would occur at a Walmart, wouldn't it? And the reason being, zombies were chasing him. He thought it was the end of the world. Ah, man. Now, I have only one question to ask, and that is, what kind of shit is this guy on, and where can I get it? So that's technically two questions, but we'll we'll diagnose that later. (laughs) It wasn't determined what the man was on, I I guess I should say. Uh, They had to take a blood sample from him in order to figure out whether or not he was under the influence of alcohol or drugs. But they had not commented in this article. Oh, okay, okay. So we don't know what the man was on. We have no admittance to any consumption of drugs or alcohol. But one could only assume. I mean, that's a little bit. I mean, what brings on the apocalypse in a a mind besides some heavy induced drugs? Yeah, some bad acid or something. Fucking... Uh He ended up uh, having over over a half a million dollars bond, uh, and, and he's sitting in the Harrison County Jail after stealing the front end loader early in the morning uh, of April eighth, and driving it a short distance to Walmart, where mayhem ensued. He hit two occupied vehicles, several utility trailers, and three unoccupied vehicles. He then had to be taken down by spike strips in a nearby Nissan dealership while he fled in the front-end loader. And we were looking up the speed of a front-end loader. I found like that they go like 10 miles an hour or something. Maybe he was in one that went a little bit faster. 
Yeah, I mean, it depends on the model. You know, like, I've had a backo, and it definitely ripped, like, 20 miles an hour, maybe 25. So who knows fucking what he's having. Either way, a front-end loader is a fucking devastating uh, piece of machinery. Yeah, I mean, if you're running up alongside it and you, he, like, swings it, it'd definitely wreck you. Oh, my God, yeah, dude. You're talking some serious, like, you're talking, like, semi, like, mass. Like, the amount of, you're gonna like, get semi-truck. Thrown. You're gonna get fucked up. <laughs> Cut you in half if the buck comes down on you. Right? Oh, my God. Fuck oh, that. So, fuck yeah, they it. took it down with spike strips, stopped him in the Nissan dealership, and then, you know, took him off. And that's where he told him, you know, zombies. What are you going to uh, do? What are you going to do? I mean, fucking zombies. Most terrifying creature you could ever imagine. It's, it's just all the humans around you turned into something else. Oof. Fucking terrifying. crazy, man. It's almost as haunting as maybe, say, college bullies. If you happen to be in that situation, I guess. Okay, and, college bullies. Huh. Yeah, that could be haunted here, right? And I mean, I guess that's what happened to the gentleman in our next story. A 37-year-old in Tampa, Florida, was haunted by his college bullies. And you know what? He just, he was always reminded of them through the types of cars that they drove, I'm guessing. Because okay, he decided that he had to vandalize cars that reminded of him of these bullies by pouring paint or rust remover on them and uh, we're not just talking like a fucking 94 Civic I'm I'm talking a 2017 Porsche Macan and then a week later he hit a 2015 Mercedes 500 wow yeah so he's got a a, his bullies had a uh, high class taste they had some some good taste maybe I I mean maybe they I'm guessing they had like an old Porsche yeah, maybe, maybe. Unless, old he, old unless he just got out of college last year. Oh man, it's just yeah. Well, hopefully, and uh, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I, either way, it's kind of a sad story. It's a, I mean, bringing back that story and then aff- afflicting this pain onto s- some poor people that happen to own the same car as your bullies. Fuck. Yeah, they didn't do shit. I probably missed. worked real hard for that. Yeah, man, and both cars had paint peeled right off of them, as you would imagine, with such a high chemical poured right on top of this paint hopefully insurance will cover that shit open man well you know he had uh been put nerd in insurance was released on a four thousand bond they give it they take easy on nerds you know he's a nerd give him four thousand that's fine <laughs> we're still gonna have to pay for the damages i'm sure oh yeah he's definitely gonna have a little restitution on his hands i'm sure i guess uh around three thousand dollars in damage was done which i was surprised i thought it was more yeah, if it's just a paint job, depending on how big the the spill on it was. Yeah, yeah. Either way, don't be this guy. It's fucked up. <laughs> we got more crazy car news. Because we're going to Toronto, where a car was found hanging from a bridge. Because it just couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, and it's just, like, suspended <laughs> by, like a, like, a Batman cable or some shit. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it does look like Batman fucking... Apprehended a villain, like put him in the trunk and just like suspended it. Gordon, there's a villain on Bridge 24. Like, it's it's like yeah, Batman, it's you exactly. gotta stop doing this. Yeah, I'm sending out the fucking cavalry to cut it's these cars cost down. Three grand to cut that car down, Batman. Can't you just like <laughs> bring them to us or just like place them on the side of the road? The Fuck. tow trucks, the tow trucks are contract. Like we, we fucking can't keep doing this, man. <laughs> so police in Toronto found. A car hanging from a bridge in the middle of the city from a cable. It was dangling 50 feet over a park over a grassy area that had been blocked off with phony police tape. So whoever did it obviously put up some fake police tape to kind of make sure no one went in the area trying to make sure no one would get hurt. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought it was like while they were pulling it off, off, they put the tape up so that like people would stay I'm away. Gu- I'm guessing it was a safety precaution so that no dumbass like walked under the car and had it snap at that exact moment or something oh, crazy. Oh yeah, man, we got thoughtful pranksters here. That's uh, pretty nice of them. They went through a lot of thought in this, yeah, because Elaborate. they it's it's just a shell of a car. It's been stripped of its engines, windows, seats, and has no license plates. And probably no fucking VIN number on the dash, I'm assuming. So they can't be traced. Well, yeah, popped off, yeah. There's a little video of them cutting the rope 
or I'm sorry, the cable that was holding the car 50 feet above the ground. It just sort of lands on its trunk and then on its on its wheels. It's a little anticlimactic. But Man. They're, the investigators are treating it as a prank and have opened a public mischief probe into the incident. Yeah, it makes me wonder, like, what kind of equipment do these people have to... Because, I mean, it looked like the guardrail wasn't damaged, so the car wasn't pushed off the bridge. It was almost, like, thrown over the side from this cable. Maybe it was a bunch of people. No. A group, uh, dude, a group that, effort. If it's a shell of a I car? I mean, true. I mean, you're probably talking maybe, what, 1,000, 1,200 pounds? What did they attach five, it to? Six, That's what I want to know. That cable has got to be some serious shit, right? Like ship cable or oh, something. Dude, yeah. I mean, because, I mean, it's we're talking like a, what, 15-foot length, it looks like, maybe 10-foot. It's pretty decent length. It's... To throw the car off the bridge and have it hold it as well, that that momentum of coming down on the cable, damn. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's a really cool prank though. I love when people do pranks with like cars. Yeah, like, we've, we've cutting it in half and like welding it to a flagpole or like <laughs> taking it piece or, by piece and constructing it on a roof. Yeah, I was just gonna say that one right there. I always appreciated that one. That was like, a, you know, I wonder if it never happened and it was always like the just tell prale or the telltale like of the prank for high school where they like ticked like the principal's car piece by piece and brought it up on the roof or like whatever it was the yeah. one that i want to see happen is uh blow up dolls filled with helium release them in a gym oh my god just floating up in the ceiling and the poor janitor has got a shit ton of work or maybe <laughs> he's just gotta like put it he gotta put a knife on a long ass stick and just pop him bah 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 not that bah, one i keep bah. that one for me and i call her darla brings it down <laughs> we gotta so, keep yeah. it going dark here we gotta do a little dark on the show we can't keep it all light and humorous you fucks okay. can't get that comfortable and i mean uh we're gonna go a little more dark in this next story because it's i mean we got a little laugh out of it we shouldn't probably have because but i mean we got to see the image you guys don't really exactly get to see the image we can post it up on the facebook yeah we might have to our next story here is all about a man a tourist, a Chinese tourist, <sighs> he took Flipper. He took Flipper off the beach. Flipper was beached. He was stuck on the beach. This guy decided to throw him <laughs> over his shoulder like a piece of wood. And he just made off with the fucking thing. He just took it, put it in I'm his car, and he drove off. I, I mean, so at first I was up. laughing. Now I'm kind of about to break into tears. I don't know. This gives me mixed emotions. This is a hell of a story here for American you can't, soccer. You can't just pick up a dolphin on a beach like a sack of potatoes and walk off with it. Now Which I'm going to tell exactly you exactly what this guy did. I'm going to tell you a story about the last time I was in California. Now, I was in California. I was walking. I was enjoying the Santa Monica Beach. And I came across this fish. This vibrant, beautiful orange fish on the beach. And he was just beached. And he had something fucked up with him, but I was still trying to get that motherfucker back in the water. So I was like, this fish needs to live, man. This fish has got to go. <laughs> you know, like that's that's my mentality. This guy here in China on Hailing Island, no, he had quite the opposite. He saw this dolphin and he thought sushi or something. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he wanted a pet. I don't know. I don't, I don't know his motives exactly, but I'm just assuming the worst here. He's I'm just going to say if you eat a dolphin that's been beached you're probably going to get some fucked up disease you're probably because i mean apparently this dolphin from from the witnesses it seemed like it was pretty much dying like it was beached and like not moving much so i mean it's not too healthy to eat an animal that's obviously dying from some incident like you never know what the fuck's going on there do you think he was blind and thought it was his dog I don't think that's the case at all. So he, and I'm just going to say that for the grip see. of the man. The grip, he's got a comfortable grip. The the tail slung over the shoulder, and he's holding it by the, the upper jaw. Not even, like, the bottom of the jaw, like, the upper jaw. He's just, like, he's got a crank on it. He's, he's a Yeah, fun. that's that's how you hold a fish that you're going to eat. He's going <laughs> to eat that thing. This, this was made into 134 sushi rolls. I'm going to say it. Yeah, the dolphin was in pretty bad shape to begin with, I guess, uh, but it's going to be in worse shape now in the hands of this gentleman. Yeah, we have no idea what happened to the dolphin, but there is an investigation unfolded. I don't think they'll ever get anywhere with it. This poor dolphin ripped from the ocean. God knows where he turned up. 
Could be in a zoo. And what's what's the thought process of that guy where he's just like, oh shit, my lucky day. There's a fucking dolphin on the beach. I'm just going to grab that shit and walk off. I don't know, man. It looks like he's wearing underwear to the beach, too. So what brings him to that thought process, too? It's not exactly a Speedo, but it's like... It's like short shorts for MMA fighters, almost. It's like, you're showing a little too much there, baby. Calm down. (laughs) Draw it back in with your dolphin-stealing self. There's a little bit of nutsack tingling out the side of your right uh, sleeve. Ah, oh. oh, fuck. That dolphin didn't deserve to go away with that, man. No, no, man. That dolphin got teabagged, too. I'm going to say it. We got, we got a raccoon that doesn't deserve what, what happened to it oh. <laughs> on an Air Canada flight in our next story here. I relate too much to animals that have poseable fingers, so lay this on me. I, I want to cry. Yeah, they're, we all know raccoons are adorable. But they're less adorable when they get stuck inside the AC unit of an Air Canada flight going from Toronto. uh, Well, they're going to Toronto from a Saskatoon airport. Oh, man. Where's Saskatoon? Is that Canada, too? Yep. That's up in uh, the northern part of Canada, I believe. That's way in the middle of fucking nowhere, eh? Okay. Well, (laughs) dude, either way, like... I feel like shit's going crazy these days on the airlines. We're hearing a lot about these windows on Southwest. Now we're hearing about these raccoons on Air Canada. What the fuck is going on? Well, they were repairing the uh, said AC unit, and there was a hose that was, like, reconnected, and I guess sometime between when it was disconnected and reconnected, a raccoon somehow got up in that shit. Oh, my God. So they had, like, a hatch open, and these raccoons were like, what's up with this little home that I'm about to make? Yep, they were like, all right, let's just fix this, and, and didn't realize there is a live creature inside of there. So it scampered its way up into the duct system, and then the takeoff was supposed to happen at 2.50. But instead, passengers uh, just watched the drama unfold from the like the tarmac. <laughs> They were at okay. first, like, the first hour, people were like, oh, there's a raccoon stuck in the plane, ha, ha, ha. And hour three of sitting on the fucking runway, they were like, can someone do something about this goddamn raccoon? We just need to fucking leave. I just want to get to Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least, I mean, like, they're not up in the air, and this raccoon's freaking out, running through, like, the duckweed, <laughs> causing Pulling havoc. wires with his little opposable thumbs. Yeah, that that's so what much. I was just going to imagine. It's like, God knows what kind of damage a raccoon could do mid-flight. Like, all of a sudden, they lose, like, hydraulic pressure and fucking... Breaks plane. the AC unit. It's, like, sweltering. Oh, my God. Oh. Uh, planes are uncomfortable enough. If that air regulation's off, you you're fucked. Yeah, that'd be terrible. Yeah. Well, so they, like you said, never they never got off the ground, uh, but it did take about three hours um, of them kind of poking around. There was a number of uh, ground crew out there kind of looking into the plane, doing like, uh, uh-huh. hands up, shoulder shrug. Well, like we've never, no one trained us for this. Yeah, you gotta send in, like, a fucking little dog or something to get that fucker out at that point. <laughs> Chase him out. Yeah. But like, then if the dog gets stuck, you'll have to send in a monkey. And then when that monkey gets stuck, you're gonna need to get a horse in there. Um, uh, I was gonna say a cat of sorts. Maybe, like, a, <laughs> a little bobcat jaguar or something like that. The sleek, skinny. I don't know. I don't know what kind okay. of duck work we're working with. Could be really little. Maybe not it could sizable be. for a uh, cat. At least raccoon sense. size. We know that. Yeah, yeah. Man, I just fuck airlines and raccoons <laughs> being stuck inside of airlines. Right? It, well, let me give you the the wrap up here. It was supposed to take off at two fifty, right? Okay. The raccoon or at eight twenty seven, one of the passengers uh, texted the news, and he said the raccoon is out and alive, but it has also escaped. Oh, so he's just running around the airport now. Yeah, this is a six over over six hours on the plane, and they got the raccoon out. So the people were on the airplane for six hours. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and the right. they got a ten dollar food voucher uh, midway through their wait. You can suck my dick with that ten ten dollar <laughs> voucher. I want a free flight, and I want another free voucher for a flight. Oh, Six hours of my time all- is not only worth $10 to you, you are fucking highly mistaken. <laughs> they they off- also offered a discount on a future flight. 
How you feeling? Yeah. How you feeling oh, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I rub my nuts all over that deal because that's insane. I'm talking time and a half, possibly double time for that six hours. Yeah, add that up. Like uh, we better be talking comps first class on the next flight that I take from you. I want shrimp in my seat when I sit down. At the when next I sit down, flight. there better be a shrimp cocktail, and I'm not talking one of those ones with the skimpy three. I'm talking like I want a twelve piece. <laughs> Yeah, so no, everyone on this Air Canada flight didn't give a shit, though. And they were like, oh, no, thank you. We appreciate our $10 thing. See, that's the difference between an Air America and Air Canada. Yeah, I guess. I don't. Wait, I don't know. I feel like Air America would have been, like, any American airline would have been like, fuck you. Suck my dick. Just, there was a raccoon. They would just shoot the raccoon and leave it in the duck system. It's like, we'll <laughs> deal with this later. We'll deal with this later. We're taking off, people. Get ready. Brace yourselves. <laughs> Might smell a little bit on this flight. <laughs> but it's only fucking uh, six that's, hours. So. <laughs> that's horrible. That's horrible. Well, let's move along to something a little more bright. Our next story is something you might have even heard about. In Annapolis, Indiana, we had a Brinks truck driver and if you're not familiar with Brinks they handle all security with banking and any type of money drop we had a money truck a bank truck type deal we're we're not sure yet the investigation's open could be the driver could be default mechanisms a bank truck dropped around six hundred thousand dollars in cash on an interstate yeah and now this left all the people that were driving on the interstate quite the scurry as you can imagine a lot of people stopped their cars and were jumping out and grabbing up this cash like they were in fucking $20 dash <laughs> you ever I seen don't that? think that's how it works you don't get to keep it if you find it <laughs> it does if you get away in time without any cameras seeing you <laughs> I'm sure all the bills are marked to some extent I don't know about that. I don't know. I got photos of this shit everywhere, including in, <laughs> there's a $20 bill floating down a stream right here. I'm looking at right now, and I'm like... <laughs> it went off like a party popper, it sounds man. like. Now, and this reminds me of a story, man. Like, I've got to say, like, one time I was driving down 87, constant interstate up here in New York. You know it. It drove all... It's how I would get to you in Plattsburgh when I'd come to visit you. Yep. It's, it's a big highway. One time I was driving down a road. I saw a dollar bill. I was like, oh, that's weird. There was a dollar bill. I drove like another 100 feet. Huh. That didn't look like a dollar bill. That looked like a higher bill. I was like, let me pull over. Dude, I found like 150 bucks in in random bills on 87. And that exact story ran through my mind. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, was a bank truck like open or something? Like, how the fuck did this money end up on this highway? Like, I was on my way to work and I just like picked up a bunch of bills on the middle of the highway. And it, it was like crazy. I could only imagine six hundred thousand dollars, like a fucking blizzard of twenties, laying down on you. That yeah, that's crazy. I, I would never. The most I've ever found was like, I think I found twenty bucks, like outside of a dining hall in college. Dude, yeah, yeah, that was like crazy because like I was like, what the fuck? Like, first thing I I was like, that might have been a dollar bill. Second thing I was like, that was definitely a dollar bill, but that wasn't a dollar bill. It was something like a twenty or five or something. So that's what made me stop. And, like, literally there was, like, money in a... I saw there was, like, a dollar bill stuffed down, like, one of those drains and shit. It was crazy. <laughs> it was craziness. Like, there was just money. Like, God knows, like, what I missed, even. Probably somebody that was paying a toll and had, like, you know, their money out and fucking sunroof open or something like that. Most yeah, that's what, that's what I was thinking was it was someone's window was open. It yeah, was, <laughs> yeah. Miraculous event. I tell everybody about it. Talk too much about it. Fucking... It's crazy, man. But th- this event is even crazier. Now the police are fucking getting involved. They're like, hey, assholes, a bunch of this money got snatched up. We have video coming from, like, witnesses and whatnot, and we're, ch- we're getting tips of license plates. So everybody that took the money needs to come in, turn the money in to the police. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's how, well how it usually, like, I don't know how much is actually going to end up turning up, though. <laughs> I was I was thinking maybe like a few people start turning this shit, but are they gonna turn in the whole amount? Or are they gonna be like, yeah, I found forty bucks. Really, they pocketed like fucking four hundred bucks. You Filled know? the gas tank, <laughs> paid a bill, or two. pulled a thousand. It's like I found forty bucks. <laughs> Either way, man, it sounds like a fun time to me. And uh, right. ho- hopefully, it's hopefully if you snatched up some of this money, you don't get caught. It's a, it's actually a little relatable to our funny clip of the week, which we're calling. Grand Theft Auto in real life. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> when you first brought this to me, I was like, what, what is this shit? It looks like a normal fight video. And then it happened. Madness ensues. Uh, it's that that situation where uh, your character locks on to a different person uh, when you're fighting in Grand Theft Auto, and now you're fighting like two people instead of just one that you originally meant to fight. Um, it just goes off. It looks, this has definitely happened in New York City. Oh yeah, definitely without a doubt. And I mean that auto lock fucked them so hard. <laughs> You ever been in a fight and then started another one halfway through? Oh, man. And that's exactly what happens to this poor bastard. He starts fighting a dude who has no clue he's involved in the fight. And then he gets into it. And now this one-on-one becomes a one-on-two. <laughs> so we'll be sure to post that up on our Facebook page on Wednesday like we do every week with our funny clip of the week. Hell yeah. Check that out. Now it's about to get single to Mayo up in this bitch. But before that... We've got a word from Tuesdays with Mary. Skadoosh. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? I am Famous Seamus, the host of the Tuesdays with Mary podcast. We are a 420-friendly podcast designed to eliminate the stigma that stoners are dumb. If you enjoy interesting subject matter discussed with a humorous intent, this show is for you. So come pack your bowls, roll your blunts and joints, and spark up with some Tuesdays with Mary for some higher learning. Find us wherever podcasts are available. Thanks for listening. Peace, love, and harmony. And we are back with Cinco de Mayo. That's the whole rest of this episode. You're getting Cinco de Mayo out the fucking wazoo. We're diving into yeah. a little bit of mini slacker history, if you will. And it's going to be fun. We're going to break that misconception that you have for Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, and I guess that's where we should start as off the bat. Cinco de Mayo is not Mexican Independence Day. That's a common misconception. Mexican Independence Day is on September 16th, and it happened about 50 years before Cinco de Mayo happened. Yeah, and I know that's one that I've heard before, you know, that it's Mexican Independence Day. And it's it's easy to fall into that understanding. And uh, it's, it's definitely not the truth. So, yeah, we wanted to clear that up straight out of the way mexican uh independence day happened way 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 before cinco de mayo cinco de mayo took place in 1862 and a year before that in 1861 benito juarez a lawyer and member of the indigenous zapotec tribe was elected president of mexico and at the time mexico uh was not doing so well financially and they were taking on uh debt from the european government you know they're getting loaned on on credit and france britain and spain all sent naval forces to veracruz mexico demanding repayment britain and spain were able to negotiate and withdrew their forces however france ruled by napoleon iii decided to use the opportunity to carve out a little bit of mexican territory for uh the motherland of france and he put a bunch of large ships and troops uh, off the coast of Mexico, I guess. Okay. Which is where this this big battle took place on the 5th of May in 1862. Yeah, man. It was quite the fucking battle. And I mean, it was a big deal to default on his debts to European governments. So that's why, you know, all hell broke loose and they sent all these forces. Because, I mean, it's like, you gotta pay your fucking dues. And, you know, Benito Juarez was not about that. He was like, listen, we need some time to pay off our fucking debts. And that's when the shit happened. And, you know, late in 1861, a well-armed French fleet stormed Veracruz. And they just fucking landed and, you know, took over the joint. And it forced Juarez and his whole government into retreat. And now, this kind of like, this made it seem like there was, it was certain to have a French victory here. But, an event happened... And 6,000 French troops decided to storm Puebla. And it, it was all under the general Charles de Laurences. And 6,000 troops attacked about 2,000 Mexicans in this fortified town. And that's quite a difference. Yeah, that's three times the force, as you can imagine. That's a lot of shit to deal with. 
Well, this town was so well fortified that they ended up coming out the actual victors. And the French actually had to retreat from this this whole incident, which was fucking crazy. And I mean, you know, it, it all comes down to how well they were fortified. They were hiding behind walls with, you know, holes to gun down these men as they were running up on the town. You know, and it was just, it was all just smart strategy I guess in it's, the end. it's like home field advantage, if you will. Yeah, exactly, man. And it, it's it's crazy. And it, it's always, like, compelling when you hear these stories of uh, David and Goliath type deal. You know, where just uh, such a small force defeats the major army. Right. And it, it, it literally, it, Cinco de Mayo became placed from this. And even though the uh, the French came back that later that same year to uh, to uh, essentially occupy Mexico for what five years it was five years from that event and yeah up until five years yeah during that time of occupation though they used uh, Cinco de Mayo as sort of a way to you know keep up keep up hope keep up uh, morale uh, against these uh, yeah. this occupying force that was in their their home. Yeah, and not to revoke the independence that they had succeeded on 50 years earlier. And, you know, I mean, it reached America right away uh, that day, actually, to um, Mexican gold miners in California. And they celebrated with fireworks and just a great fiesta-like party. Like, And that's really, I feel like, what came about, you know, to spread to America, to becoming such an independent... Like, a lot of people don't realize Cinco de Mayo is, is celebrated a lot more in America than it is in Mexico. And it's crazy, but it's because that spread and it's such relation to our die for independence and what we've put up with to create America in our time. And during that time, uh, during that battle, uh, the American Civil War was going on and the French were uh, planning to back the South. Yeah. The Mexican people holding off the French at Puebla was a, essentially a way to help the North you know, gain more land against the South in our own American Civil War. So it does have some uh, very important ties to our own history here in the States. Yeah, exactly, man. And, you know, it, uh, it's also grown to become a day for uh, Mexican-American culture. It's, it's a day of celebration in Los Angeles. There's huge parties. And uh, where, where was the other big one? New York City? Or Chicago? Well, LA's largest as far as it's concerned for uh, single to mile celebrations. Um, but all of the cities in across America, you will find like huge, huge single to mile celebrations as compared to where you go to Mexico and it's like a little holiday, you know, where they get off from school, I believe, right? You, you had said? Yeah, they get off from school. Banks are still open and stuff, though. It's more yeah. celebrated in the actual town of Puebla. Yeah, and I mean, in America, obviously, we use this, like, uh, my girlfriend's out right now. We're recording this episode on Cinco de Mayo. Like, it's a big holiday to go out and, and drink and overindulge, which kind of it derives from the whole, like, uh, incident, you know, having a great time overindulging, uh, which is a traditional, like, feasting. It's kind of similar with Irish uh, culture on St. Patrick's Day. You know, it's... St. Patrick's yeah. Day doesn't necessarily mean anything in particular to Americans, except that it's a time to be able to express one's culture on that specific mm. holiday. Yeah, and enjoy it at the same time. And celebrate yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, you definitely, you know, a lot of people are out there appreciating it. It's really good to have the understanding of where this truly comes from. You know, and I mean, I, I think that's one of the fun things that me and you have discovered upon diving into this whole incident for the show. Yeah, and it was we got a little crash course in it. We hope we were able to present a little bit of information that maybe people didn't know before. And they'll be able to enrich their lives because of it. Keeping you informed for the next time. <laughs> so before we get into our Cinco de Mayo game, here's a little something from the Regular Stories podcast. Drama City Productions presets. Hey, it's Ben here, host of the Regular Stories Podcast, a podcast where I interview interesting people about their lives. These are not celebrities. They're not the elite. These are regular people, and these are their stories. You can follow us on Facebook at Regular Stories and on Instagram at Regular Stories. We are everywhere that you can get a podcast. We are on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, 
just about everywhere else. Look up Regular Stories Podcast. And we're back. Now it's time for the fun part of the show. We're going to uh, play a little game in which uh, Jesse and myself have a bunch of questions. Now I'm going to start you out, Jesse. I got an easy question for you. True or false? The first printing press in North America was in Mexico. True or false? Huh. I'm going to say true. I could fuck with you. Ah, I knew it was too easy. No, I you mean, that's total shot in the dark. You are correct. And uh, the printer Juan Pablos oversaw the printing of at least 35 books in his print shop between 1539 and 1560. Can you believe this fucking shit? We're talking about wow. printing full-on books hundreds upon hundreds of years ago. That's crazy. It's like one page at a time. Yeah. The house that he did this in was originally constructed, um, and it was placed on the outer edge of Templo Mayor. Okay. This was all under receiving permission from the Spanish king, Carlos IV, and the Archbishop of Mexico. Basically, he had a printing press brought from Europe in 1539 and set it up under a guidance from an Italian printer and created the first printing press in all of America. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking crazy. I never thought that was, like, Mexico would have had the first printing press to start the whole fucking... I guess everyone was doing the ink and quill thing. Up, up here. True, right? Hand reproduction. <laughs> yeah, man, it's crazy to think, and it's, it's wonderful to appreciate. All right, I got a question for you. Okay, lay it on me. You've clearly been drinking. <laughs> uh, fuck you, fuck you, and uh, fuck anybody else that agrees with me. I have uh, been drinking. I'm, so, I'm probably slurring. So but I, it's single to mile, so suck in my balls. <laughs> I got a uh, tequila question for you. Tequila is made from the blue agave plant and is commonly distilled in Mexico. Okay. During the distillation process, tequila can take on a color ranging from clear to dark brown or amber. What causes the change in coloration? A. Temperature B. Time C. Ingredients or D. All of the above All of the above, motherfucker. Oh, I'm sorry. It is B time. It's actually time and something I didn't list, which is the uh, barrel. Uh, while white versions of tequila, known as silver tequila or blanco, uh, is the product obtained with a very little aging process, uh, what's known as gold, uh, hoven or oro tequila, is usually silver tequila with a little bit of grain alcohols and caramel color. Uh, however, some other gold tequilas have been have a blend of silver and respado. Respado, or rested or aged tequila, are aged in wooden containers. The aging process can last between two months and three years and can create enhanced flavors and aromas. Ooh, okay. All right. I was fucking wrong. A little bit of tequila. I mean, you weren't wrong necessarily because time was the was the thing. You know, the longer they're kept in these barrels, the more brown they seem to turn. All right. I see how it is. I give you a nice easy one for your first one. You give me some kind of complex scientific bullshit. (laughs) I get it. I get it from now. I'll recraft my games a little different. Let's move into my next easy question that you will surely surpass. Oh, God. (laughs) All right. Let's talk about Mexico. Let's talk about the Mexican flag. It's a beautiful flag. I love it. It's got colors that I thoroughly enjoy. Now, the left green stripe stands for hope. The middle white stripe represents purity. And the right red stripe represents the blood of those who died in fighting for Mexico's independence. There is also a few animals on this flag. And I'm going to test your knowledge. And let's see if your memory serves you correct. Now, which of the following animals does not appear on this flag? A. An eagle, B, a jaguar, or C, a snake. I'm going B, jaguar. Sure. Yes, because I know that the Mexican flag has an eagle with a snake in its claws. All right. Well, fuck you. You are correct. <laughs> I gave you a bunch of easy ones. I'm looking back on it now, and I'm thinking, hey, maybe I just threw this into his arms of victory. Heep. Heep hop. Heep hop anonymous. 
damn you! You get hit the easy ones! <laughs> but you are correct. And now, yes, there is an eagle that is eating a snake. And now where this comes from is an Aztec legend that their gods told them to build a city where they spot an eagle on an opal eating a serpent. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, which basically now derives into the whole tradition of where Mexico City was founded. That's how Mexico City was founded, basically. Oh, that's cool. So I, I got a true I got a true false one for you. This one hopefully nice. hopefully will like be an easy one for you. True or false? If I had a million US dollars, I'd be a billionaire in Mexican pesos. If I had one million US dollars, I'd be a billionaire in Mexican pesos. True or false? Let me ask Google real quick. Oh, no, wait, don't, you that. don't you dare. Don't you dare. I'm going to say false. Maybe. Ah, oh, hold on. Let me think about this. I feel bad if I go back on it. I'm going to say false. False is the right answer. You would not be a, really? a billionaire in Mexican pesos if you had one million US dollars. You'd be like pretty you close though, right? $19,271,535 pesos and 34 sub pesos. I need to figure out the currency. Okay. And the current exchange rate right now is 0.052 US dollars to every one peso. So it's like a nickel per peso. Yeah, that makes sense. That's crazy, though. They work in thousands, usually, I think, or hundreds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, that's this lighter's going to cost you about 10,000 pesos full, and you're like, whoa! And then you're like, oh, okay. Never it's like a dollar. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, so you got that one. All right. I got one. That's all I can ask for. Get some. I just got to fail this one, though. Moving along. I got one that's a little harder for you. Maybe you won't be able to figure this one out, Mr. Genius. How about right, that? Let's hit, bring it on. <laughs> All right. In Mexico, which of the following items can you pay your taxes with instead of money? Oh, shit. Look at the look on the face if you're looking <laughs> at the video. He's stumped already. What the A, fuck? wine or liquor. B, artwork. Or C, community service. Yeah. You suck a dick. I feel like the obvious one to go with is community service, but I feel like there's going to be some weird thing where it's like, oh, if you paint something for the community or something, uh, I'm going to go artwork. I'm going to go artwork. Well, you know, you're a dickhead because you're right. Am I? (laughs) You're correct. Now, uh, yeah, if you really hate paying taxes, maybe you should move to Mexico and become an artist. Artists in Mexico can participate in the unique program called Payment in Kind where they are permitted to pay federal income tax with their own artwork. Now, what this, what this is, it's all a program that began in 1957, believe it or not, and has grown to include over 7,000 paintings. Now, you can't just move to Mexico and fucking decide you're going to do some watercolors. You <laughs> go before a board of legit artists and other government officials, and they decide if you are able to receive this subsidy or whatever you might call it. And uh, basically, it's a really cool idea that, you know, like if you sell one to five pieces of art per year, you can donate one piece. If you sell six to eight, you donate two. And there's a cap of six pieces donated per year. So if you're a major artist, you only have to donate up to six pieces of art and you don't have to pay any taxes on your sales. That's crazy. All these pieces of work that you've put out, which I thought was really interesting. Like no other government has this kind of like idea behind it. Yeah, that's that is an interesting way to go about it. Now, and what they do with these these pieces of art is they they shuttle them around to different museums and whatnot, and the the state ends up making money, you know, because they have more pieces to fill to fill their museums with and their different galleries. And it kind of provides for that occupation to really exist, because I'm sure it's not generally mm-hmm. a high paying one. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. I mean, it's only going to bring more business around. So. All right, I aced it. You ready? You ready to get your your D? I'll give you the D. You'll get your sixty six percent here. You're passing grade. Um, So this is not a true false one. This is another uh, multiple choice. There are many historic sites in Mexico, including many pre-Hispanic pyramids. Which is the largest of these ancient Mexican structures? A. 
Pyramid of the Nietzsches, B, the Great Pyramid, C, Pyramid of Cholula, or D, Pyramid of the Sun? Well, it's C, Pyramid of Cholula, my favorite hot sauce, and also the third biggest pyramid in the fucking world, only to fall short of Gaza, the greatest pyramid ever built in Egypt. Because I love pyramids, motherfucker. So, really? You so know good. that off, off the fucking bat? Yeah, yeah. You like that? You like that shit? You don't fuck with the kid on pyramids, because I know <laughs> Egyptian, Egypt, Egypt's, like, the place I want to travel to the most, believe it or not. Like, out of all places in the world, one day I need to get to Egypt, and I want to go to all the great pyramids. Like, I want to go to, the like, visit the Aztec temples, and, you know, even That's Chilula. insane. You're just, you're gonna really just pull out all this fucking pyramid knowledge out of nowhere and ace this shit? Dude, <laughs> Yo, like, that's the thing about IQ. It's, like, so weird how we isolate each other, like, and shit. Like, it, it's a weird memory game. Like, no, like, I love... You had no doubt in your mind about the yeah. Pyramid of yeah. Cholula. And, like, I the thought the hot this. sauce thing, too, myself. Yeah, yeah, no, like, dude, that place is beautiful. And there's, like, a, a house almost on top of that pyramid, which is crazy. Like, there's a mansion on top of, like... A pyramid, and it's unexcavated a good amount of it, too. So Motherfucker, still on let, it. let me do the fucking paragraph <laughs> I prepared on it. <laughs> pull it out a fucking textbook out of your head. <laughs> it is the largest archaeological site of a pyramid in the New World. <laughs> as well as the largest... They say... As well as the largest pyramid known to exist in the world today. No, 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 The no, pyramids, it says it stands 180 feet above the surrounding plain, but its final form is measured at 1,300 by 1,300 feet. Well, th- all right, so. I guess it's where you're measuring it from. No, 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 no. I want you to look up the world's largest pyramid on, on Google. thought we had a sleeper pyramid down in i know it's the great world's largest pyramid is the pyramid of cholula hold on a second there you go there's some fucking jeopardy knowledge for you slackers out there i don't i I fucking end up getting asked the question don't be like matt say the temple of cholula (laughs) no 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 no. i i'm debating this i'm i'm totally 100 percent saying the pyramid of gaza is definitely bigger this is a rough thing to get in on the show. Yeah, I was going to say, we don't need to really get into this right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely, I'm 100% positive, but either way, whatever. I typed into Google, world's you, largest pyramid, and it's a we agree to disagree. pyramid of Cholula. Well, we need the slackers to chime in on this. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'd be nice. Please weigh in on this. We will put uh, the results of this up in the American Slackers group uh, so that everyone can debate it and tell Matt how wrong it is. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you know what I'm imagining, though? The one thing that I am regretting, maybe that I could be wrong on, is that recent developments in maybe, like, you know how there's new sonars that can ping the ground? Yeah. Maybe it I'm wondering that maybe thought. maybe Cholula has, like, uh, more under the ground that hasn't been surfaced, and this might be the last few years, like, uh, this might be, like, a newer... I, I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet, if I'm wrong, that this is a recent development in the last few years that... Cholula has more underground than maybe the Great Pyramid has. Maybe, for all we know, but as far as I know, you you got that question right. (laughs) I got the question right, that's all that matters. Yep. It's been a fun game. (laughs) Alrighty, people, thank you so much for tuning in. I think this is the end of the show. Now, this is the time where I tell you, maybe you should stop by the Facebook page. We need a little more love from our slackers. We know you're all on Instagram, but check out the Facebook still. Maybe take part in the American Slackers group. A lot of fucking slackers just like yourself hanging out cause mischief and uh if you haven't ch- checked out the instagram american slacker podcast on instagram you'll find the promos for each and every show and also don't forget to stop by our website americanslackerpodcast.com you can also find us on twitter and reddit at a-m-e-r-s-l-k-r podcast all of our stuff's going up on youtube including uh some video that we're going to be doing in the near future we're going to see how all that works out and we're definitely going to be adding more coming up soon. Please rate and review us on iTunes, uh, five stars or nothing, and tell a friend about the show. That's the best way to get it out there. Uh, just be like, hey, 
If you listen to podcasts, American Psycho Podcast, they're definitely one you should check out. Also, thank you to anyone watching the live stream on Instagram. Uh, we had Z Flower Ninja, Fit Farm, Ryan Kampner, uh, Gay Vampire. We had a bunch of people chiming in, and we appreciate every goddamn one of you. Hell yeah, we do. And if you motherfuckers want to get in contact with us, why don't you send us an email? AmericanSlackerPodcast at gmail.com. We'll get right back to you. Also, check out the Spotify playlist. Search American Slacker Podcast. You'll find all the artists we featured on the show and a few that we've actually had on the show to talk a little bullshit. You can also help us out by becoming an official American Slacker over at our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash American Slacker Podcast. Big shout out to our current Patreon supporters. Told you we wouldn't forget about you guys. Dave Gunn, we love you. Love you, dude. Seth Anders, Mad King. Thank you. You know where it's at, man. Kyle Nolan Bradford crime roulette go check out their podcast it's a definite listen every week hell yeah it is aaron w from the sim podcast love you too man good shit Thanks, man. go listen to the yes on i am podcast and please visit our shop at american slacker podcast.bigcartel.com and don't forget to get at us on our personal shit you can get at me on instagram at mwg media and also on my gamer tag at maddie g from hp and you can catch me on both of those at Landers the Plains. Eat. All right, people, thank you so much for tuning in, whether you're on iTunes, Podcast Addict, Podcast Pocket, whatever the fuck you're on. The live stream, special thank you to the people on the Instagram live stream. We love you so fucking much. But until next time, that's it. There you go.